Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, we good sh- morning. We sure had a good time uh, yesterday as we uh, kind of segue as we've been talking about the role of the Holy Spirit uh, guiding us into all truth, uh, that it includes uh, this aspect of uh, God revealing uh, his will, which, which he has mm-hmm. one. Uh, and we talked about, you know, that most people struggle with this, uh, that, you know, can you really uh, know God's will? Can you really hear exactly what he's saying? Uh, doesn't he just give us generalities and say, you know, do your best uh, yeah. and figure it out yourself? Uh, and, yeah, I'm really and, excited about this whole segment that we're going into because one of And I know this is probably the case for you too. One of the most common questions I get from people is how do I know God's will? (laughs) And, and well, what about this? Does he actually care about this detail? You're not telling me that the God who created the universe cares about my job or whether I'm moving or what my children are doing. And, and this flips it all on its head. And I think it's going to just be a great, great learning experience for so many people to be able to step in and see God's Father's heart for truly speaking His will into our lives. Yeah, it really does. And uh, as we started it, you know, we we gave Psalm 106, 13 and 14 that, uh, you know, when the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, said they uh, forgot (laughs) (laughs) uh, the wonderful works of God and uh, they didn't wait, didn't pursue, didn't ask for God's Mm -hmm. counsel, advice, will, uh, and they wound up uh, testing him, uh, which he said, now you're limiting my ability to actually deliver my will. So it's, good. it's kind of a, a deep, profound thing uh, is that God says, I have a will. Um, I want to lead you along your path of life uh, that includes all of these uh, forks in the road. Right. Uh, it's constant. There's always something new. There's always a decision to make. There's always an issue on the table. Um, and that's why I keep telling people, including you know, what Linda and I have done and you and Dan, um, you don't get settled. You don't get to the end of it. It's like, okay, great. I got everything settled. Now I'm done. <laughs> he says, right. well, he says, guess what? Uh, something new happened. Something uh, information. Like, for example, we talked about inflation. Well, you've been living for you know, 13 years or without inflation. Well, that's brand new. Well, that mm-hmm. changed. Uh, everybody should be asking God. What do you want me to do? Right. Uh, how do you want me to? I, I know what I have been doing, uh, but if that's going to change, that's going to change the economics of lots of things for us. Right. Um, with my disposable income, is my pay going to keep up? Um, what's going to happen to, you know, having to pay more for stuff that, you know, can I afford it? Um, uh, by the way, a lot of people, when that happens, they, they go to credit cards. Right. Um, and start, well, I'll just keep spending, uh, even though I don't have the income, and I'll just build up the credit card debt. And God God's has, a, has, a, he has some will about that. You know, wait right. a second. Um, I don't want you to get, uh, we know some cool things about his will, one of which is financial. I don't want you to be in financial bondage. Right. I want you to be and free. And I think that's something to pay attention to right now. This, you know, we, like you were talking about yesterday with inflation coming in, that is a disruptor. Yes. You know, that, that, definitively disrupts all of our budgets, whether you're a budgeter or not a budgeter, it still affects you. (laughs) And to pay attention and to lean in, to ask him what to do on that is a big deal. Because if we don't, exactly what Rich is talking about, if we continue to go on the path that we're on, which even if they were following God's instructions on how we spend and how we budget at this point, if we don't check back in now that there's been a disruptor, we're going to continue on a path that is no longer the path. Right, right. And um, we really do need to pay attention to that. And interesting enough, another disruptor uh, along that path is the, uh, what's called the central bank or Federal Reserve policy. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the past, 
uh, and again, through my lifetime, I've gone through lots of cycles um, in the economy and government issues, et cetera. Um, and there's um, you know economic boom times, and then there's recession times. And of mm -hmm. course, in 2008, uh, because of the, uh, again, interesting enough, what some of the stuff that the government had done and allowed uh, with the sale uh, of mortgages, uh, mm -hmm. To where it, you know, it the bubble, you know, the price of houses kept going up. Uh, people were borrowing more than they actually could afford because the banks um, gave it to them and said, "That's eh, okay." Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, what happens? And again, this is where people, you know, don't have a complete understanding of economics. But um, you get a mortgage with a, a lending institution. Mm -hmm. uh, well, what that lending institution does that you're dealing with. Um, packages loans. Right. And they put their port, what's called a portfolio of all the loans that they just made over the last, you know, three months, six months, and they resell it mm -hmm. to uh, somebody behind them uh, that, uh, you know, is saying, okay, I'm going to pay you X dollars for this portfolio. Well, in 2008, what, what happened uh, was uh, the primary banks were lending 100% of the value of the house, which was inflated, right? Um, and at a low interest rate. So people said, "Okay, I can afford this." Okay, well, um, well, and the banks were telling them they could afford it too. And you can afford it, and we'll and, and we'll and we'll approve. They'll approve we'll much approve more it. than what is affordable. We'll yes. approve it, you know, etc. Well, then there became a lot of bad loans uh, mm -hmm. where people now couldn't afford to pay it back. So these were, uh, but they packaged these bad loans with the good loans, mm -hmm. and they resold it upstream. What's called upstream. Uh, well, the, the people upstream um, had all these uh, loans, with a big percentage of them being bad, which they didn't check out. Why didn't they check them out? Well, the government approved them. Uh, the regulators approved them, so yeah, we'll just we'll just take it. Typically, under what we did, well, uh, what happened is then uh, at the at the detail level, people start defaulting on these loans, right. um, and the the people behind it uh, that had bought them uh, wound up in deep trouble, mm -hmm. uh, and because they wound up in deep trouble, uh, they start collapsing, and that's what caused the two thousand and eight. Uh, collapse uh, where uh, the big these big uh, uh, holders of the assets behind it they now and we're talking billions of dollars right that they collapse uh, and they were they were collapsing at such a rate that it was it, it looked like it was going to take the economy down mm -hmm. um, and so that's what happened back then and of course the government steps in and uh, and, uh, you know, takes care of the, the, the shortfall. We had unemployment. We had high unemployment and disruption, et cetera. Well, that was unique to 2008 that we've never experienced before. Right. Okay, well, since that time. Nor since, really. Nor since. Uh, but we could be there, headed there again. Uh, yes, uh, I agree. And what happened was that they, uh, uh, the central bank, and this is worldwide, by the way, took the interest rates to basically nothing, 0.25%, mm -hmm. uh, nothing. Um, well, that stimulated the economy uh, and people start borrowing money and the government you know, keeps borrowing money. Um, so because they've artificially kept the interest rates low and didn't follow any normal cycle. So when right. for usually what happens is that when uh, things start what's called heating, heating up, uh, the GDP expands very well. Um, the central bank raises interest rates. And what they're trying to do is keep the, the high and the low fairly uh, within a certain range mm -hmm. so that nothing is severe. They don't right. want it to get too hot, uh, and they don't want it to get too cold. Uh, so they, they play with interest rates. Uh, and so when things start to heat up, the GDP expands, they raise interest rates. Well, that prevents people from borrowing money and, bus right. and businesses, et cetera, and houses. And so it starts to cool down, cools back down. They lower interest rates and they typically are, are playing that game. 
raising interest rates when when I need to, lowering it when I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the one of the big things is when there's inflation. Right. Um, the reaction should be the Fed raises interest rates, and if they raise the interest rates, uh, it cools things down, uh, and and because of that, uh, prices come down, come back. Because wait mm-hmm. a minute, it's, get, it's getting the inflation's getting too high, so let's raise the interest rates, make the businesses compete, uh, and to get the you know keep getting, they're going to have less profit, but we're going to cool it down. Uh, well, um, that hasn't happened in 13 years, uh, right? And it's it's like, huh? I wonder why they didn't follow any normal economic cycle. Well, the reason the reason is really simple. Uh, the amount of debt that the governments have added, and this is worldwide again, uh, to their uh, uh, budgets mm-hmm. is so overwhelming now that um, uh, they can afford it at the moment, although eventually they won't, even even with the lower interest rates, because uh, they don't pay principal. All they do is pay interest. And if there's a right. very, very low interest, well, I still have... The uh, uh, you know the economic taxes that are given to the government to pay their their uh, you know programs their budget uh, well it's manageable well right they should the Fed should raise interest rates right now right now with inflation they should raise interest rates cool things down um, and uh, everything would come back to semi normal but they don't uh, why not. If they raised interest rates, it'll collapse the government mm-hmm. uh, because it, it because they will no longer be able to make the interest payments that they would be making. Well, they'll make them, but they won't be able to do everything else they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and because of the government, the way the governments have functioned uh, by basically what I call with monopoly money, um, mm-hmm. there's no sense of well, yeah, but I don't want to stop the entitlements. I don't want to stop all these other you know military. All these things that we spend money on, right. we're not going to do that. But they can't do it all if if they're if the interest rates start going up, uh, and so a large percentage of the budget is going to be to pay interest, and they won't be able to do these other things, which will cause you know which has caused the collapse. So, mm-hmm. um, the Fed, interesting enough, uh, <laughs> um, the the inflation, what they're saying is it's transitory. Right. Have you heard that term? I have heard yeah. that term and that and that they see it drifting back to closer to a 2%, yeah. right? Yeah. So they're they're saying uh it's not really going to be long lasting. Um it's just short-lived, transitory mm-hmm. because it's transitory, which is their explanation. Mm-hmm. Um we're not going to raise interest rates. Right. Well, that's baloney. Uh uh, it's going to be more than transitory. This is going to be a while. And I, in my view of it, what I see is it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to it's going to cause a lot of kinds of trouble that uh, eventually will lead to the problem anyway. Um, right. But they're trying to say there's no and I and the reason is that um, they really can't do it now. They used to have that tool to moderate the ups and the downs. They don't have that tool anymore uh, mm. because of the magnitude of the debt. Because of the spending, the spending how out of control the out, spending Out of control, worldwide, and worldwide, okay. by the way. Worldwide right. governments. Uh, Europe's the worst. Yeah, and that's something I'm just going to highlight, and I know you talk about this a lot, but something to pay attention to. We do tend in America especially to look at things as very America-centric. Yeah, yeah U.S.-centric. Um, yeah. They're, they're, we need to be looking at things on a much grander scale in the current environment. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, if you want to learn more about this, um, tune in to our uh, End Times Fridays because so, <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> uh, we're going to give you some more information about uh, the Fed and the, and the issues going on with the world. But it, it is interesting stuff. Uh, so uh, as, as, as we look at it, uh, well, this is interesting. Uh, and again, mm-hmm. this is where the Holy Spirit says, well, let me give you some insight. Let me give you some wisdom. So you start to look at this stuff and it's like, huh. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't normal. Um, the The outcome of this could be could be really different 
than what I'm used to. And remember, what we're used to is is as it applies to us. Right. Uh, so my job, my disposable income, my investments, buying a house, buying cars, uh, all that stuff. It well, that's that's how it translates to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what happens on a global scale winds up impacting me. Um, right. And and so our question is, huh? Uh, I do I do see that that it's different. And um, again, it doesn't take super sophistication to just have a few understanding of this inflation is going to impact me. Right. And it looks like the Fed isn't going to moderate it like they used to. So that means a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, guess what? God knows about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and here's the cool thing about God's will. Uh, we tend to think it's all related to my circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, about uh, the world uh, situation, the culture, the economics, the government. That's why so many people put so much emphasis on one party or another. Mm, Ooh, I, you right. know, if I could just support this, I'm sure that we, you know it'll all come out. Uh, it would fine. all be solved. It'll <laughs> all be solved. Uh, and isn't the government going to do that? Isn't the political party going to do that? Mm-hmm. And we keep focusing on um, trying to to understand it, manage it, and hope that it goes to the way I want it to go. Right. Um, and here's the cool thing about God's will: is He said, first of all, <laughs> He said, "You live in a world, uh, a wicked world." Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been uh, a problematic place to live because Satan, uh, who controls the world, handed over by Adam and Eve, uh, and he offered that to Christ. I'll give you the kingdoms which has been given to me. And Christ said, yeah, I know, but no, I'm not going to worship you. Um, that it's kill, steal, and destroy. Mm-hmm. So the world's been wicked ever since Adam and Eve. Uh, right. And so, and we tend to think, particularly, uh, and I'm talking uh, kind of to Americans, although I, I know that it's going beyond America, um, that we've looked at our economics uh, as the finest in the world, which it has been. Uh, and uh, we think that can't we get back to the way that I used to understand it? And see, mm. God says, well, uh, you were just in a unique time, but the world's been evil ever since Adam and Eve. Uh, and what I what I try to say to people is, I tell you what, pick pick an era in history mm-hmm. that you think, well, maybe it was it was good there. Let me let me go back to uh, you know France during the uh, uh, you know the the glory years, uh, or to uh, Christ time, or uh, live in this century, or live in this place. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we could go back there. If we could be transported back there, then uh, we would be there about a week. And we would say, this is awful. Right. Uh, this is terrible. Um, look at what they have to put up with and totalitarian governments and f- wars all the time and fighting and economic mm-hmm. depravity. And uh, you could never get ahead. Uh, and um, boredom, uh, you know, and just all of these things that, that uh, the world was like. Uh, and God says, why does that surprise you that that's happening even now? Mm-hmm. Um, and the government's not going to fix it. The system's not going to fix it. Um, I'm not, God says, I'm not even fixing it. Um, it's rather I'm bringing my kingdom to you for you to walk through this. And here's here's the cool thing uh, is None of that limits, God speaking, none of that limits me from giving you this fantastic, abundant life. Right in the middle of it all. In in the middle of it all, because circumstances are not limiting to me. And Mm -hmm. I can guide you, perform, and do things that nobody else can do. Um, And that's why he says, my will matters. Mm -hmm. Come and be with me. Uh, Let me deliver it to you. And that's why we start to... Uh, and I had to do this because I, I was a student of economics, a student politics, a student of the world situation. Um, and I, I was, as a believer, kept thinking, okay, uh, God's going to take care of this. God's going to take care of this. And uh, at the same time, I'm experiencing <laughs> difficulty and trouble 
mm-hmm. as I'm even getting insight about it, but I've never done anything with it. Right. Uh, it's like, well, hey, whatever happens, happens, you know, and God, you know, finally showed me, uh, well, um, I have a will and none of what you're experiencing limits me. Mm-hmm. Do you have a heart to go? And when I learned it and said, yeah, you know what? And, and the way I approached it, by the way, Kathy, it's funny. Uh, and I, I say this, you know, to people, but I had come to a place where I saw this disconnect right, between what the scripture said and my experience of it. Um, and the way that I was doing it, and I had a heart for God. Um, the way I was doing it, my life was experiencing all this crud. Uh, and things that weren't working, and and I didn't understand it, and uh, and basically God invited me through you know using some other people said, well, would you like to learn a new way that God has a will, and and you got to join it, um, and it was it was foreign to me because right. I was I was in the bank of it's unknowable, does it does he you know mm. I'm nothing, he's up there, I'm down here, I, aren't I just supposed to live the best way I can? Uh, and they said, well, would you like to learn a new and way? And that is where a lot of Christians sit right now. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, and so what I, what I said uh, was, well, what I'm doing isn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not enjoying life. So I might as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, why, why not? You know, I might as well see if maybe I've missed something here. Um, and I found out I did. Um, I mm-hmm. didn't understand about abiding. I didn't understand about being led by the Holy Spirit in a beautiful, uh, wonderful way. Um, right. I didn't understand about God's will and that we could get decisions be made by him and they're best, they truly are best and none better. And what right. I discovered was, because uh, my question was always, well, yeah, but what about the circumstances? What about mm-hmm. the difficulties of life? What about, uh, what about what the government is doing? What about what the Fed is doing? What about the economics? What about 2008? Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to dramatically impact us. And God says, none of that matters to me. Right. Um, I can overcome all of that as I walk you through mm-hmm. these places because my will is going to deliver to you covenant. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. It's my promise to you. And I'll give you the super abundant life that I've come to give you. Uh, and by the way, uh, super abundance, don't, don't look at it as wealth. Look, right. at, look at it as the joy of living God's life in a, in a right. life where there's peace. There's, yeah, there's peace. In the midst of it. And, yes. and, and that does include financial in a way mm-hmm. that I want to give you financial freedom. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be burdened by money because uh, that's, that's heavy. That's heavy stuff. He says, I want you to be released from that. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not talking about wealth. He's just talking about, I'm going to give you this right. uh, beautiful life uh, because I'm bigger and more powerful than these circumstances. So right. don't look at the circumstances. Why don't you just follow me? Um, and that's what the, that's what his will is all about is. And isn't that even just what you just described is exactly what we see when Peter walked on water Yeah, <laughs> and he walked out and he got his eyes off Jesus and the waves got big and he got scared and started to sink. And just, you know, immediately, if you look in the, the, um, actual scripture, it says immediately Jesus took him by the hand. Yeah and, and walked him, he, you know, and then they got to the boat. And so he had to walk them through the storm. Well, there's, and, there's uh, you know, it's a beautiful, yeah, beautiful thing. Couple, a couple of cool things about that story. Um, uh, remember how, how did Peter, uh, get out of the boat? What, what happened that he actually took the step to get out of the boat? What did Jesus he, invited him. Jesus invited him. Uh, yeah. he said, Hey, if that's you, Peter says, invite me. Je- mm-hmm. Jesus said, okay, great. Come on out. Uh, well, he had to take that step of faith that, well, he said so. Right. Um, I can't do this naturally, but he steps out and starts walking on water. And of course, mm-hmm. then he, uh, he had his eyes on Jesus, was walking toward Jesus. Um, and then he started realizing, <laughs> I I'm in the middle of a storm. <laughs> I, I shouldn't be able to do this. Um, and he started focusing yeah. on the circumstances. Uh, mm-hmm. And so Jesus saved me. Yeah. Grabs his hand. Now, this is really cool. Um, what happened that they got back in the boat? That had to be supernatural. Supernatural. For one thing. Peter, Peter, be Peter again walks on water. 
Right. Uh, but this time holding Jesus's yeah, hand. Yeah. Now Jesus which is, I think is so beautiful. Jesus said, "Well, okay, I'll, I'll get you back there." Uh, but she had to but he had to walk on water again. Yeah. Uh, so that it, it's really it's really pretty cool and uh it just illustrates that um God has a will. Mm-hmm. And hey, I invite you to join me. Um and Peter did. By the way, nobody yeah. else nobody else did in the boat. Right. Uh, Peter did. Okay, I invite you. And okay, you had to learn. He had to learn. Right. Uh, well, it takes faith all the way, not just kind of. Uh, right. And yeah, he struggled and he failed. And Jesus said, okay, that's okay. Uh, how about if I just take care of it and let's walk, walk back to the boat? Um, so uh, that's a great reminder, Kathy, of yeah. uh, how, how it works, that uh, nothing is too difficult for God. Right, uh, and that he can he can fulfill these wonderful things, uh, because circumstances and you know what we're describing about the world and the politics and the culture mm-hmm. issues and the chaos, which is what we're trying to uh, talk right. about, is yeah we're in a world of chaos. And by the way, it's getting every single day is getting more more chaotic, more right. complicated, more difficult. Um, I've got a uh, a situation where I ordered an item online. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I paid, I paid with PayPal. So okay. that, that protects us supposedly. Right. Well, the, the people I bought it from because it was PayPal, I didn't, I didn't go any further. It's like, well, I'm protected. Well, um, they, 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 they said it, uh, I, I never got it. So I contact PayPal and say, I didn't receive this. And they said, okay, we'll investigate. Well, they said it was delivered. Um, and they give me uh, a UPS tracking number. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the item I, I uh, ordered was 20 pounds. The package says one pound. I was never Not the I, same item. <laughs> I was I, well. I it never was. Nothing was delivered. Right. So this fraudulent company um, has got PayPal to pay them, and has hacked UPS with a tracking number. And now UPS is starting to investigate to say. Wait it wait a minute this is not a real shipment but it looks like it was on our system. Right. So they've been hacked. Um okay so well you know it's it's going to wind up with probably you know I'll, I'm gonna, I'm not going to get my money back and I didn't pay a lot for it but here's the issue. I have tried calling PayPal can't get to them. You have mm-hmm. to fill out these forms, and then they, uh, particularly now that they rejected my claim because they show that it was delivered, I can't do it. They won't do anything more about it. I can't get to them. UPS, I can't get them to focus on it. Um, right. Uh, other than, hey, you, you've been hacked. By the way, this is serious stuff for you as a company. Right, well, because this is going to continue. Yeah, yeah, so the chaos is, is unbelievable for this mm-hmm. stupid thing. The amount of energy that I'm trying to take to fix it, and by the way, because of the chaos, it's just, <laughs> I just give up in a sense, you know, like, and of course, you mm-hmm. know, the father's saying, yeah, what are you worried about? You know, it's nothing. Um, you know, you made a valiant attempt, but uh, you gotta, you gotta, you're going to have to learn something about this, that just because it was PayPal, because of now the technology that's available to manipulate mm-hmm. stuff, you can't trust it anymore. Um, mm. you got to only order from sources that you know. Okay. All right. I got it. Understand. Um, so in the middle of the chaos, God says, I'll lead you to truth so that you don't right. keep living that chaotic life. Right. Uh, because it's, 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 it's bothersome. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's irritating. Uh, but he said, yeah, relax, you know, take care of it. Just, are you learning what I'm trying to show you? <laughs> yep. I am. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you follow me, you don't have to live that life of chaos because I'm going to show you truth. And he says he teaches us his will, which is what you know we're going to show you is um, it's things that I have to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you learn you learn by making mistakes, you know, uh, right? Inadvertently, right. I didn't do it on purpose, and I had an assumption: PayPal safe, right? And God just showed me uh, it's not so safe. Not anymore. Yeah. Uh, be careful with this. Uh, you better mm-hmm. you better think things differently about what's going to happen here. And the technology manipulation is going to get deeper and deeper, more wicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be careful. Okay. All right. Um, I got it. And then I'll I'll process it. You know, uh, one by one. So 
uh, as we're living in this world of chaos, uh, God says, I can lead you into truth because none of that surprises me. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and I can guide you into the beautiful, abundant life, the free life that I have for you. Uh, and, and so we got to think of things differently, uh, mm-hmm. not be so focused on the storm, as you pointed out, of, yeah, it's problematic. Mm-hmm. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be experiencing this. Um, I'm not good enough, you know, as with all the things that Peter said. And God says, well, if you have a heart to follow me, I can, I can do things that you can't. Uh, right. Let me do it, you know, let me do his will. So let's, let's look into this. Um, there's a, this beautiful uh, uh, chapter. It's interesting. Uh, it's right in the middle of, um, uh, uh, as we're looking at what's called the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says Luke 11, uh, uh, 1 through 13. Uh, and um, uh, the disciples come to him, uh, which is interesting. Uh, they said, would you teach us to pray like John taught his disciples to pray? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Jesus does. He said, okay, I'll, I'll show you what that looks like. Um, interesting enough, they primarily didn't pray even after that. Now, there's a real interesting mm-hmm. reason for that. Um and this is, this is really cool, and it has bearing on what we're doing. Why do you think? They said, teach us to pray. He taught them to pray, but they didn't pray after that, uh, until after, huh? after he left. Why, why not? Yeah, possibly because they were right there with him. They were with 24/7 him. 24-7 communion. Yeah, yeah. see, so they, didn't have to, they didn't have to pray right. because if they had a question, they'd just ask him. Right there. He's yeah. right there. What's your will about this? Uh, what do we do about this? How do we handle this? And of course, Jesus, remember, uh, it isn't just, well, what do you want me to do? He was guiding and leading them. And he right. said, okay, boys, we're going to go experience this. Um, and then he would say to them, you know, uh, what are you guys, what are you guys uh, thinking about? You know, like the story mm-hmm. of the, they fed the, you know, the second time they had fed uh, the first time feeding of the 5,000, which is more like 12,000 uh, total people. Second time, 4,000, which is more like 10,000. Um, and, uh, they get in the boat, mm-hmm. um, and, um, uh, Jesus says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and beware of the leaven of Herod. Right. <laughs> and the disciples say, he's upset with us because we forgot the bread. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot the bread. Um, oh. you know, and, um. You know, because they collected all the extra fragments, but they right. left them behind, uh, and they didn't bring them with them. <laughs> Jesus must must be upset with us because we we forgot the bread. Um, and Jesus says to him, "What are you What are you talking about? Uh, nothing." Uh, and Jesus says, "Well, you're reasoning to try to figure out what I just said, mm. and you've gone a certain way with it, um, and decided on your own how it's going to go." And he says, you forgot one important thing. I'm right here. Ask me. <laughs> uh, why wouldn't you ask me? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't have a clue what you just said mm-hmm. about leaven. What does that mean? Uh, could you tell us what it means? He would have told him. By the way, interesting enough in the story, he never told him. They never mm-hmm. ask. Um, he just said, uh, he actually moved it from, I have a statement to make to you, which you never pursued. And now what I'm going to tell you is uh, your hearts are getting hard because you're going oh. into thinking on your own and reasoning on your own, and you're taking it all the way further to a hard-heartedness where you aren't even willing to listen to what I have to say. Okay, mm. well, that was God's will for um, initiated by God. I'm inviting you to learn something here. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have a heart to learn it? <laughs> and in this case, they didn't. Um, so it's not just, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Um, it's following what he's doing to lead you. And, hey, I'm going to show you this. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to bring you to this fork in the road. And enjoy walking with me. And, by the way, the privilege is, you know, come and talk to me. Uh, and later on, by the way, and this is in John 16, he says, up until now, you, you haven't learned how to pray at all. I told you how, but you, you never really learned it. So, but from now on, it's to your benefit that I go away 
and I'm going to come back and reside in you. And now you can talk directly to the Father all the time. All the time. Um, and yes. it's going to be a beautiful life like I did. He said, like I did. I talked mm-hmm. to the Father all the time, and I got my instructions from him all the time. And God, uh, the Father did all this miraculous stuff. Uh, you're going to be in that same place. Um, mm-hmm. This is what prayer is like. So uh, they said, okay, teach us to pray. He said, okay. Um, so, Kathy, why don't you read uh, Luke 11? Uh, go ahead and just read uh, all the way through it. We're we're gonna uh, we're gonna come back to this several times as we go through this uh, course uh, on God's will. Uh, here, we're just gonna try to begin uh, highlight the beginning of it, but I want to set the whole stage for it. So, Luke eleven one to thirteen. Okay. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, "Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples." And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forget everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, which of you who has a friend will let him go at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, do not bother me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not give up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks it will be opened what father among you if his son asks for a fish will instead will instead of a fish give him a serpent or if he asks for an egg will give him a scorpion if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will the heavenly father give the holy spirit to those who ask him yep so um this describes to us um lots about discovering uh, God's will, and we'll we'll get into all the the nuances of it over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, as you think of prayer, um, he's saying, uh, "Well, come and ask me. Mm-hmm. Uh, come and uh, inquire of me." Um, and he puts it in, in the all the way through this that prayer <laughs> is not telling me, God speaking, what. Mm-hmm. You want me to do for you. Right. Um, he says, interesting enough, there, there's two uh, comments that he makes that tell us uh, what this is about. Um, he says, first of all, uh, thy kingdom come. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to ask for his kingdom to come. Okay. Now think about that uh, as we understand the request. In order for me to experience God's kingdom, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm in enemy territory, I'm living in the kingdom of the enemy, and I'm not, he doesn't say here at all, remove me from that place. Mm-hmm. doesn't say that. He says, you're, you're living in enemy territory. While you're living in enemy territory, ask for my kingdom to be coming and operational. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if that's so... If there's a kingdom, it implies there's what? A king. A king. Um, And he's the king. And in order for him to be the king, the subjects uh, in that kingdom willingly follow who? The king. The king. Yeah. Uh, So uh, he said, if thy kingdom is going to come, then I got to show you and teach you, uh, first of all, how beautiful this kingdom is and is superior mm-hmm. to the kingdom of the enemy. My power is greater than his. That's why, mm-hmm. that's why circumstances don't matter to me. Circumstances don't bother me uh, because my kingdom is superior to that. Now, by the way, if it's, it's to come, well, then you got to be in that kingdom. Yes. Uh, what does that mean? You got to be willing to uh, follow me in that, in that kingdom. Um, and mm-hmm. by the way, there's a, there's a, since it has to be asked for, and this is important, and we'll see this at the next statement, it's not automatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm automatically in the kingdom. I have to ask for it. 
I have to I have to request it and see okay what does that mean? He says next, uh, Thy will be done mm-hmm. on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, you have to ask for my will. Uh, okay, uh, he says like like in heaven, uh, it'll be done here. How's it? How's God's will done in heaven? When he speaks it, it's done. Because the the heavenly host. Uh, say, I, I heard what you said. I'm there. We're you, carrying you, it out. <laughs> you are, you are going to do this. I'm going to join mm-hmm. you in that work. Um, it's perfectly. In other words, it's done perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no uh, anything in the way mm-hmm. that says, well, I'm, I, I can't understand it or I, I don't get it or I can't follow it. Um, it's perfectly done because they have complete communion with God. Yep, right. I get it. I see what you're doing. I see what you're up to. I see what you're asking me to do. Uh, your will will be fulfilled. Uh, and he says, so on earth, with you, who are my representation, you know, you're the physical representation of the invisible God, right. um, living in a wicked world. And by the way, we have, what kind of a nature do we have? We have a sin, what's called a, a sin nature, sin nature yeah. self-centered nature. He said, so... Everything that happens is not my will. Mm-hmm. You have to ask for it. You right. have to seek it. Now, by the way, and again, you look at the you look at what when when uh, uh, the scriptures speak or they or they don't say. You don't you don't look at what it doesn't say. So, um, okay, how do we pray? Well, he could have said, um, "Well, everything that happens is my will. Mm-hmm. Um, my kingdom's always here. So uh, you don't even need to ask for those things." Uh, here's what I want you to ask for, knowing that my will will be done all the time and the kingdom's here all the time. He said, no, you're going to have to ask for that. Well, if you have to ask for it, it, does, it means it's not automatic. Boy, that really flips things on its head. It really does. Compared to what a lot of times we believe, right? Yes. Yeah, really. Uh, and he said, so you got to ask for my kingdom to come, uh, for my dominion to operate, uh, for my will to be done. And my will, remember, because he says, how do I pray? Mm-hmm. Well, my will is for you. Um, I have a will for you, but you gotta you gotta ask for it. And what my will mm-hmm. is for you is not the same as the person next to you, um, right? Or the or the uh, uh, it's going to be unique to you. Um, different things. So be it'll be based on truth. Yeah, I was going to uh, say all to the plumb line of truth. All never, to the plumb. We'll never in, against. We'll that, get into that. Yes. Uh, so that it starts there. Uh, and he doesn't violate that. So I don't say, right. well, um, you know, your will is for me to stay married fundamentally, but, um, you know, I can, I can violate that. Um, right. No. His will is already stated. Now it's how do mm-hmm. I live that out, see? Right. Um, okay, let me show you that. So we'll, and we'll get into that. So ask for thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Um, and then he says, uh, now, by the way, um, uh, that's in verse uh, three um, and two, two and three. He says, um, "Who are you praying to?" Mm-hmm. Our Father. Right. Um, it's Dad. It's personal. Mm-hmm. See, it's not you pray to the God of the universe who is too busy for you. <laughs> right. Um, you're praying to Dad. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dad. Could you could you have your kingdom operate in my life? Could you show me your will in my life um, as this unique? And your dad and you care and it's personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unique. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, and by the way, the Holy Spirit is living within us, who's the communicator of the Father's will uh, that I get to I get to experience. So that you know, and you have children. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your view perspective? heart when your kids are coming to you to seek you know seek some insight and get seek some wisdom what what's your heart toward them oh you want to give it to them you you don't want to hold back you want to share that with them and help lead them into the very best uh, to the very best well, how come because you love them you love them uh and they're your your, your family see you're they're your right. family and you want the very best yeah. for them now this is interesting too and how, you have uh i think what three, I have three, three children three kids. yep um, do you just say, well, my will, my answer is just this big thing and you guys figure it out. 
Is that what you no, say? No, not at all. No. Not at all. How unique is it to each one of them? Very unique because they have different circumstances, different gift sets, different challenges, different everything that they're facing. And so it's very unique. Yeah. And, and this is interesting. Um, uh, you've got three children. It's, mm -hmm. It would be rare that all three of you would come and even ask the same question. You're right. You're absolutely right. Because they have different things going on. Uh, mm -hmm. What I really need to know is this. Okay, now think about why would they ask the question, I really need to know this mm -hmm. because they're in a unique situation and it's right. impacting them. Um, and so uh, they're not even looking at the general or, mm -hmm. hey, what should you do for, for Josh? It's, it's about me. Right. Um, what, what do you want to say for me? Now, by the way, because of the community and the body and God saying, give it away, he will say to one of your children, hey, by the way, my will is for you to assist Josh, for you to do this mm -hmm. for Josh, uh, to give this away to him and be part of my story for him. Right. So it's not, it's, it, it's, it's built around me because that's where I'm going to be interested in, but it's going to expand into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. um, well, what's God's purpose in the kingdom? It's, it's kind of simple. What's, what's God's fundamental purpose in the kingdom? That people would come to know me. Right. And those and that know me glorified. would be walking with me so that I could be yes. glorified. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to use you to assist my work in the kingdom, which, by the way, which we'll get to, the story's always bigger than us. Mm -hmm. So what I'm having you do and what I'm putting together is not interesting enough. You're approaching it from your perspective, but you're going to realize it's not about you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, I love that. I uh, love that. It's really, it's really interesting. Uh, but it's going to include you, uh, and you're mm -hmm. going to be, you're going to be uh, around the things that interest you. So that um, as we look at this simplicity of, well, you got to pray for mm -hmm. and ask for and learn what it means for the kingdom to be living in the kingdom, mm -hmm. to have God's will be done in my life. Right. Uh, and I'm talking to dad and I, and I know that, that, that dad loves me, that cares about me, has a will and mm -hmm. is going to, like you just said, for your kids, your heart, which he actually says this uh, later on in this verse, which we'll get into later. But he says, and you, if your if your son or daughter comes and asks for an egg, do you give him a scorpion? You know, if he asks for a fish, right. you give him a snake. The answer is No. You, you mm -hmm. don't, you don't bait and switch them. You don't, you're not going to harm them. You're going to give them something beautiful. He said, now you having this sinful nature mm -hmm. that is limited in your ability to love your kids. My, my love is perfect and, right. and grand and magnificent. He said, Hey, guess what? How much more then will I give you the Holy spirit? Mm. Yeah. Uh, and it's an interesting uh, statement well, yeah, but, what a gift that is. Yeah, that, well, that it, just recognizing the gift of the Holy Spirit. And and if you look at it, because he says, well, you're asking for this, and I'll give you the Holy Spirit. And see, we would look at that as, well, I didn't ask for the Holy Spirit. I want, <laughs> I want this. <laughs> um, he says, no, think about what I just said to you. Um, the Holy Spirit, who's my uh, uh, conduit to you, mm -hmm is going to tell you the answer to everything you got. Yeah. I'm going to give you every answer you need because I can do that. Why? I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. Right. So it's not like you have to once in a while might get it. He says, how about if I just give you the Holy Spirit that mm -hmm. will be the perfect communicator of thy kingdom come and thy will be done? Uh, how fantastic is that? I love that. Yeah. That is beautiful. I tell you that what you're sharing today reminds me so much um, that this is so much about the father heart of God. Yes. Um, even you know, his, his wanting to speak to us, him wanting to lead us. That's all about his father's heart. And I'll just share a little piece of um, this past father's day um, was my first father, my first father's day without an earthly father. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and God so sweetly again, and teaching me daughter first do last second. So sweetly had me spend time that morning saying, you know, this is not the day you're celebrating your earthly father. However, I want you to celebrate me. 
And, um, and he invited me to just spend some time journaling, celebrating him and how perfect he is as father and just chronicling some of the beautiful ways that he has been father to me. Wow. And, um, and I think just if there's anybody out there who's listening, who struggles with the father's heart of God, take some time and really ask him to show it to you and journal that out and celebrate the fact that your earthly father may have looked one way, but your heavenly father is perfect and meets you in every one of these places. And yes, he wants to show you his will because what he has for you is best and none better. And he delivers that more perfectly than any earthly father ever could. Yep. Um, so he says, you know, uh, if you're going to learn to pray, which my member is dialogue, and we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, understand that I, I need you to live in my kingdom and I'll show you what that looks like right. and that you ask for my will. Uh, and you're talking to dad who can deliver it. Um, yes. And and nothing is too difficult because circumstances don't matter to him. Right. Uh, he understands them and he knows they're there but I can overcome them. So um, we've had a great time talking about this and uh, we'll continue uh, tomorrow. Uh, Again, if you have questions, you can put your comment on uh, the YouTube uh, comment section or uh, with the podcast, send us questions at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com. And we'd love to answer them uh, as you're trying to understand God's will, including uh, specific things Mm -hmm. that you want to ask so we could help uh, kind of gauge and okay, this is how you approach it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the neat thing is, God has the answers. <laughs> so absolutely, so it, it'll be kind of fun. As we do this journey, I just want to remind everybody to be a friend and tell a friend. Um, we are really getting into some interesting and amazing stuff um, as we go into discerning God's will, and as we have launched um, the overview of the end times, and and even just these guests that we're bringing in. Yep. Be a friend, tell a friend. There is a lot here to be unpacked, yep. and we are excited to have more people joining us on this journey. We are very excited. So uh, we'll look forward to it, and we'll uh, we'll pick it up again tomorrow. Thanks. Have a okay. great day. You too. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.